Alright, good morning everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. We have a few different topics to cover today and I'm going to be putting the articles up next to me as always and so let's just jump right into it. Now, it was revealed by the Director of National Intelligence, I believe eight or nine hours ago, John Radcliffe, that China is gene splicing and essentially developing a super soldier uh, program or something of the sorts and is currently testing it if not already successful on some of their soldiers and so it seems like the it seems like the world's freaking out about this but to that i say listen this is nothing new if we take a look for example at the films and movies of the early to mid 2000s particularly ones that focused on um crime or thrillers or politics or what have you they hinted at this is 15 20 years ago they hinted at the fact that in anywhere from 20 to 40 years we would be at some kind of war or the west would be at some kind of war with china whether that was a trade war uh, an economic war a cyber war or maybe even a military war in a certain sense not in the sense of actual combat and fighting but a race as to who can create the better super soldier or what have you now the thing I have to say about this, and this is very serious news, but at the same time, I kind of feel like the U.S. is doing the same thing. Russia's probably doing the same thing. I feel like maybe one country or one adversary gets the, the, the hook or the gain or the edge over the other every so often, and it's a constant race as always. And so I think, and I'm not trying to say this is some kind of psyop. I'm sure that this is very real. China's absolutely doing it. But at the same time, when you look at how much money goes missing every year in the black budget, and I say missing with air quotes, we have to take a step back and look and think, okay, the U.S. is not do isn't the U.S. doing this? Because if they are able to confidently come out and tell the American people and the rest of the world that China is developing a super soldier program, clearly they have enough confidence to state that in a public domain, which means that more than likely, they're familiar with these techniques because they're doing it on the back end of things. That's the way that I personally see it. Now, I could be entirely wrong, but at the same time, this is nothing new. And I'm not trying to say, well, I told you so or this or that, because we've discussed hybrid experimentation on this show many times. As a matter of fact, I think Project Lace was the most recent one. But the whole point here is that this is nothing new to me personally, and I'm sure it's not new to you guys. I think gene splicing, mutation, hybrid experimentation, all of that's been going on since at the very least, at the very, very least since the 70s, I would dare to say. So I think what they're trying to do is slowly prepare the world for the future of the overall way in which things will operate. Because we're getting to a point where our phones can only get so good. Our tablets, our TVs, our computers can only get so powerful until we have to move to the next step. Now, I know that, for example, a handful of years ago, Google tried releasing their version of, uh, of their own glasses, and apparently Apple's going to do so in a few years. And you might say, okay, Dave, what does that have to do with any of this? Well, when we take a step back and we look at the big picture of what is coming technologically, we have to understand that both the public and the private sector are harnessed not maybe not in all cases, but in, in a good percentage of those cases, they're harnessed to slowly subconsciously prepare us for the, the coming uh, the coming years. And I don't necessarily consider that a bad thing. I think the real crime is what they're hiding from us. But again, that's a whole different conversation. Now, when we when we observe this from a bird's eye view, or at least when we try to, what we're gonna see here is that they're creating hype and excitement out of something that people, at least within our community, already have a good grasp on. 
I mean, I'm talking, you guys are very smart people. You guys know what's happening here. And so I don't think this came to a surprise to you guys either to hear that China's developing super soldier programs, hybrid programs, and, and what have you. Now, again, on the front end publicly within Europe and the West, my general understanding is that they try to refuse speaking about it within the public domain simply because of the fact that it's considered immoral and unethical and um, cheating God in a certain sense. And listen, I don't want to get into all of that. I just I have a certain perspective on that and I'm, I'll be very honest to voice it doesn't mean my perspective is the right one. It's just my personal view. And my personal view is that honestly, if go if God didn't want us to, I guess we could say, and I'm not saying I believe in him. I'm not saying I don't either. I just, I subscribe to spirituality more. But in my honest, humble opinion, if I could be completely truthful with you guys, in theory, if God didn't want us to discover this, wouldn't he have prevented it? That's that's my only, I guess we could say, argument in a certain sense. It's the same way that the same people that take their medication for blood pressure or heart issues or whatever the case is, what have you, are the same people who are saying that hybrid experimentation is cheating God. But I mean, the science kind of intersects because in theory, wouldn't God want us to have certain problems resolved? Wouldn't God want us to evolve in a certain sense, whether that's through mutation or gene splicing in order to speed things up? I mean, evolution in and of itself is very natural, but it takes hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years for minute adjustments to be made. And, and don't get me wrong, when you look at the grand scale of things, that's actually relatively slow compared to the span of the existence of the universe. But what I'm trying to say here is that the same people that go in for their heart surgery or, or surgery to remove cancer, which is fantastic, are the same people who, in some cases, are saying that this gene splicing is cheating God. Well, I mean, look... They're using mRNA in the COVID vaccine now. And so mRNA hasn't been, it has been around for quite some time. It's just, it was never really experimented with or addressed, at least on a public level. So in theory, this, those same people who might be taking the vaccine, I mean, it's a little bit hypocritical is what I'm trying to say. And look, that's just my personal view. I could be entirely wrong about that. So please don't take my word, uh, for, you know, just take my, my, my word with a grain of salt. But Moving on from that, the next thing I want to talk about is that here, according to TheGuardian.com, and I'm putting the article up right now, Trump officials scramble to justify decision not to buy extra Pfizer vaccine doses. Now, here's the thing about this, and I want to be very clear and, and concise as much as I honestly can. I'm not going to defend the Trump administration on this, but I'm not going to shit on them either, and I'll tell you why. This occurred, Pfizer approached the administration back in July, saying, listen, do you want to buy, I believe it was like three, four, five hundred million doses, and they turned it down. One of the reasons they say they turned it down is because they said they didn't know when the vaccine would be ready. It wasn't guaranteed Pfizer wasn't even going to come out with a, a soluble, successful vaccine. And so ultimately, when we take a step back and we look at this, don't get me wrong, in hindsight, did the Trump administration screw up? In my opinion, absolutely, and I think others would agree, but at the same time, you cannot necessarily blame them because they did not know when the vaccine would be ready, which company was going to make it, and so why would they commit to purchasing something that didn't even exist at the time? Now, unless there's information that we are not made available to know about, and we don't know what went on behind the scenes on both sides, on Pfizer's side, what with what they were discussing with their executives during the, in the negotiation, and what Trump and his team were saying, so... 
honestly, the way I see it personally, when I check out the New York Times and the the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC and um, and even in some cases Fox, believe it or not, what I see here is that the headline is being manipulated to not say it, not show bias, but imply bias, which is that oh look, another screw up by the Trump team. And again, I'm not defending the Trump team. I'm just saying we have to look at both sides of or, or all angles, really. There may be more than both sides. Could be multiple angles of the story. So at the same time, look, it's it, what's done is done. It's nothing. To, we can't freak out about it now because it's the past. How how long can we harp on the past for? And I know you might say, okay, Dave, this is a big deal. The vaccines they got to get out to the people. Look, when you have anywhere from 40 to 50 percent of most of major countries populations saying they're questioning taking it i mean that's still you don't don't get me wrong you still have the other half of the country to worry about but i mean look the media is implying an, an, an uncertain biasness that i think is being a little bit derived to a certain stance or a certain perspective and so that's why i'm just trying to converse and bring both angles to you guys here now, the next thing I want to talk about goes back to the whole UFO thing. Now, unfortunately, this is not as big as the Israeli former defense space secretary talking about the Galactic Federation. But with that being said, I want to reference an article from Politico or refer to an article. This was back in, I believe it was June of this year, saying that senators want the public to see the government's UFO reports. Now, you might say, okay, what does an article back in June have to do with all this? So... Co- ironically or coincidentally whatever you want to call it the same at roughly at the same time this video appeared and then it's only now making its its presence known so to speak now again maybe it just so happened that people stumbled across this video but this video is dated back in 2010 with former legislator Henry McCloy Jr cla- who claimed or McElroy Jr I apologize who claimed to have seen legislation that had to do with ufos and extraterrestrials mainly extraterrestrials and humanoids visiting this planet and the contractual agreements that have been made now again this is his personal testimony this is based on what he said he saw he did not have the document in front of him to provide and and show the the camera this is 10 years ago why all of a sudden it's gaining traction now is very interesting to say but at the same time what I also want to note, too, is that when we take a look and we see that the space uh, race is being mentioned more and more often and people more and more often are starting to realize, hold on, wait a minute, this UFO thing is legit. Forget the people that are interested in it like you and I, but the people that would have called you and I crazy even five years ago, guys, are the same people who may not admit it publicly, but when they go home at night and they check the news and they check their phones and they see more and more UFO evidence coming out, they're subconsciously considering it. And this is the point. This is exactly what people within the military industrial complex want to do. Because look, they know people like you and I know the truth or at least certain aspects of the truth. They know that. They already know that. What they want to do is now implant the subconscious minds of the people, of the masses, of those who would have called you and I crazy five years ago. That's exactly what's happening here. And so these leaks, look guys, there's too many many leaks this year for it to be coincidental. That's all I'm saying. And people might say, well, yeah, why would they release these leaks on, on subreddits or on Twitter forums or on Facebook pages or things like that? That's the best place to do it. Because again, the people, 
you'll you'll never be able to convince the people who believe that they're truly rational and that there's no other evidence of life out there. You'll never be able to convince them. But if you can convince the people who already believe in it to spread the word, it kind of already helps. And if things if uh, if the long term plan of the government belly flops, then they can kind of just do a reverse psyop and simply say, look, these guys, look at what these crazies are talking about. It's as simple as that. And that's that's the way that I personally see it. Right. So, again, I want you guys to take take a step back, absorb all of this and say, okay, what do we need to look at here that is of significance? And what do we need to dismiss as what may be a, a big headline right now, but in a couple days, it'll be nothing. So first off, we have and I didn't cover this today, but I covered it yesterday. I believe personally that and I think you guys would agree in terms of what news to keep our eyes on in, in all aspects of life. I would say we got to keep our eye on the Indian virus or this Indian illness, this mysterious illness that's spreading very quickly in a certain region of India, which again, I, I recommended yesterday if it's, I'm, and I'm a nobody, but if, if it's not locked down or that zone is not quarantined, and I have great respect for the people of India, but if the if it's not quarantined or, or locked down, I mean, guys, we're going through a pandemic right now. Like it's the same mistake that's going to happen over and over again. Like, come on. And so I hope that not just the Indian, but I hope the U.S. authorities have some division or committee of people that are looking into that. I hope, honestly, I hope everyone's covering each other's asses here. I really do. Now, there's also one more thing going back to China, which actually two more things that has to do with the fact that China may have implanted mRNA as a sort of way to push out the vaccine and may have knew about the solution to or had the vaccine ready before they unleashed the va the virus on the world earlier this year. Now, that's a theory that I cannot substantiate with any type of articles or anything of the sort. And so I don't want to sit here and think, well, what if this, what if that, what if that? But what I do want to show you guys is a video, which I unfortunately won't be able to play uh, as of right now, but you can check it out. If you type in Chinese professor from Beijing talks about ties to America, America's inner circle and the Biden family, he's speaking in Chinese, but it's translated in English, essentially talking about how he wanted to, and this is a, a former Chinese executive saying they took 30, 40, in some cases, 50 years to establish a, an, a very strong influence within the top, and I quote, inner circles of American power. And that's Wall Street, that's the White House, and that's a couple other places as well. Now, when it comes to military, I know that's a very controversial subject, but I have to say, I really like the fact that the military seems to be very independent and not influenced by, I guess we could say, any other country. But we honestly don't know that. There's, there's spies everywhere. I'm sure the U.S. has spies in, in China and Russia and vice versa. And so what we found out recently as well is that a former staffer for Dianne Feinstein... I believe who's a Democrat was a Chinese spy. And this video essentially confirms that. Now, how this video got out, where this video came from, seems extremely real to me. How it got out, not sure, to be honest. Not really sure. With that being said, I think that China is the, the bigger threat than Russia. Now, again, focusing on China may allow Russia to amp up their um, efforts in whatever cyber warfare military what have you but this is the problem when i i personally believe 
you got it's essentially one country, one very powerful country like the U.S., arguably the most powerful country in the world right now, arguably in many aspects a worldwide dominant empire in certain ways. This is what happens when you have to take on multiple enemies at once. And the problem is, is that this is now the time to strike. And it's ironic that this this occurred because if you take a look at the Havana syndrome, which occurred when Chinese and Canadian and American diplomats, sorry, Canadian and American diplomats went to Cuba and China, they said, and according to studies now, some of these diplomats and ambassadors are having extreme symptoms that are the that seem to point to the direct result of the usage of a direct energy weapon or a DEW using frequencies and microwaves. So what I'm trying to say here is this is the new warfare. This is the new battlefield. Society all around us is the new battlefield. Cyber, uh, asymmetrical warfare. This is the new form of war. I am convinced. Every single morning, the more I wake up and check the news and do these episodes for you guys, the more I am convinced this is the, the, the modern warfare aspect. And people have been saying this for years, that the next war will not be one fought with, um, with, with, with sticks and bones. And that's just metaphorical for, obviously, a physical war. And they're now saying that the war will be fought via cyber, the, via the internet, and so many other cases. We hear stories of companies being hacked all the time. But then if you take a look at the, the the Snowden film portrayed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, directed by Oliver Stone, great film. They talk about how, and this is back in, this takes place between, I believe, 2007 and 2013. And the video, uh, the, the film covers all of it. It was a fantastic film. Talks about how the new warfare is cyber, in cyberspace. And at the same time, Edward Snowden also talked about, and this is part of the documents he declassified, that the U.S. essentially has the ability or the ability to turn off nuclear silos, missiles, shut down power to an entire, not city, but an entire countries, Japan, China. There's one particular scene before I end this episode I want to point out in the film that has to do with the... American ambassadors meeting with the Japanese generals in Japan, and they wanted to uh, they wanted the Japanese generals and politicians to give them permission to spy on their own people. Japan said no, but guess what? The U.S. did it anyway. Now, again, there's so many different sides of the argument and different angles you can argue about why it's good for national security, why it's not, and how we need to keep an eye on on uh, on enemies. Us in the West need to be alert and vigilant. But again, it's a fine fine line. It's a constant game, and so when the U.S. plays victim in a certain sense and i say that very carefully but when they play victim and they say oh everyone look china's building super soldiers yeah you don't think the u.s is too i mean come on i'm not trying to defend china whatsoever i think that they maybe do unethical experiments far more worse than the u.s does but that's not for me to say because i can't confirm that but the chinese just like many other people are very ruthless in certain aspects and i'm not saying the chinese people the chinese government very it's very different so with that being said, I want you guys to let me know what you think. I know it was a bit of a longer episode today, but I think that these uh, stories had to be covered and discussed. So thank you very much for watching, and we'll uh, see you guys tomorrow morning. Peace.